Well, good evening. What an encouragement to see this many people here on a Wednesday night. Praise the Lord. Very, very good to see you. Can you hear me? You can hear me okay? She can certainly hear me up front, so thank you for that feedback. Um, as we get started tonight and this evening, um, now I'm really loud. Okay. As we're starting this evening, um, we're doing table talk tonight. So if you're here for the very first time, tonight's service is a little unique. And what's unique about it is that every table... How are we doing? I almost had a flashback towards like prom when you're doing that. I was like, is he going to kiss me after? Or are we going to be okay? No, okay, good. My wife would not like that, or neither would yours. But um, needless to say, tonight is table talk. And what we do at table talk, if you're new to Riverbend tonight, is that there's a group or a table leader at each one of your tables. And they're going to facilitate conversation or discussion at your specific table tonight. And so basically, there's going to be church at multiple different tables this evening, talking about God's word together and chewing on it together. But before we get into that time, I just have a couple quick questions. As you survey your life and as we evaluate the world around us, what are some of the things that we're striving after? I'm sure if we just reflected on that, a lot of us are probably striving after different things. I know as a parent, I'm striving to be a person of influence, to be a person of influence over my kids, over the, my neighbors. If you're a grandparent, you want to be a person of influence over your grandkids or your nieces or your nephews. So a lot of us in this room are striving to be persons of influence. Some of us also are probably striving to be a good employee or striving to grow your business or striving for some free time to play your favorite hobby, right? So we're all striving after something. But as we evaluate what we're striving after, can we honestly say that we're striving after Christ in all those pursuits? Can God be glorified in my different daily activities? Can people see Christ in my pursuits? Can they see me striving after Christ? So what we're going to talk about specifically tonight is striving after Christ's likeness. And we're going to talk about that by specifically looking at a section of scripture, Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. So if everyone has your handout, each, each table should have a handout. And you'll see that um, on your handout are scripture references there. And you'll see that Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 are there. And then you'll, so let's read that together, and then we'll look at some of our questions tonight. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 says this, Not that I have already obtained it, or have already become perfect, but I press on, so that I may lay hold of that which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, 
But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching toward or reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we're going to evaluate this specific verse together at each and one of your tables. But remember, the main idea that we're going after tonight is striving for Christ's likeness in all our different pursuits. And underneath that verse tonight, you'll see that there's a whole bunch of different questions. Well, not a whole bunch, but six. And some of those questions are geared to help us better understand this specific verse. So we're about to start our time together. So let me pray. Enjoy your discussion, and when we're done discussing these questions for about 20, 30 minutes, I'll come back, and some of our table leaders can identify specifically some of the key takeaways that you had from your conversations. Does that sound good? Does that make sense? So let's pray, and we'll start our table talk time together. Lord, I thank you so much that we can come here freely on a Wednesday night and look into your word, and Lord, and that we would be challenged by your word that we would strive to look like Christ in everything that we do, Lord, that the world around us would see Christ in us. And we pray, Lord, as we talk about Philippians chapter 3, Lord, that you would increase our understanding of Christ and how we can apply this verse to our lives. Help our conversations to be fruitful and beneficial, Lord. Help us to fall more in love with our Savior, Lord. And we pray for this hurricane, Lord. We pray that it would stay away, Lord. But if it comes, Lord, help us to be content no matter where we are because we have Christ. And in the midst of trials, Lord, we pray as Christ's followers that we would point others towards Christ. Help those in need and be salt and light to the world around us, Lord. Thank you for this great opportunity to discuss your word and help it, Lord, to be a fruitful night. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. How's everyone doing? All right, so who made it past question number three? Good. Give yourself a pat on the back. Way to go. Who made it past question number four? Wow, we did not make it past question number four. Who made it to question number five? Six? Wow, this is an ambitious crowd right here. We or we're just very talkative at our table. So we have a couple minutes to discuss collectively as a group, perhaps some main ideas that we derived from our discussions together. So if we just pause for a second and look back to question number one, uh, what, what was the answer? What was the main idea of this verse? Yeah, question number one, what was ma the main idea? Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell. I just heard it, so I'll, I'll repeat, but thank you for the reminder, Thomas. What he was saying is, number one, the, the main idea of the verse is this, that we need to strive to press on in glorifying Christ in our life. And as we're pursuing different things in life, can people see Christ in that pursuit? At work, as I'm pursuing to be a good employee, can people see Christ in my pursuit of being a good employee? As I am raising my kids, can people see Christ in how I handle my kids? So the main idea of the verse specifically is pressing on, 
like a sprinter presses on in a race. However, and then what Brent said is, our theological understanding should inform how we press on. Because what's going to happen when you're pressing on? Who's going to mess up? We all are, right? And so as we're pressing on, there's a few things that we need to consider. Number one is that I still have union with Christ when I mess up. So when I have union with Christ, what that means is that positionally right now, through faith in Christ, I'm positionally holy and righteous before a holy God through faith in Christ. So when I mess up, guess what? My position doesn't change. But knowing my position, guess what? Motivates me to keep pressing on. Knowing that through faith in Christ, I'm adopted into his family. When I mess up in pressing on, does God kick me out of the family? He keeps me in. So the main idea of this verse is to press on, to keep striving. However, our theological understanding should keep us motivated to keep pressing on. Because our position in Christ doesn't change even when we mess up. Agreed? Okay, let's look at question number two real quick, too. Question number two says this. Contrary to Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, what are some of the things the world strives after? You can just shout them out. Go ahead. Themselves. Pleasing themselves. Self-gratification. Agreed? Money. Agreed? Idol worship, okay? Fame, relationships, I, what is it? Power, identity, but really all those things are cheap substitutes for what we have in Christ, amen? So the ultimate goal as believers is to pursue Christ, not the cheap substitutes. Agreed? Okay, so it says, what are some of the things that the world sees after? Cheap substitutes. What are some things that you and I at times desire more than Christ's likeness? At our table, we said sometimes we just desire personal time a lot. Right? I guess we're, yeah, some of us. Okay, what are some other things that we desire sometimes more than Christ? Being selfish. Being selfish? If you can't say amen, say ouch, right? Because we're all selfish at some times. We all can relate to that, right? What are some of the other things, perhaps, that we desire? Yeah, Robbie. Children. We talked about that at our table, too. There is a temptation with, with children. Not thinking of others. But there is a temptation with children that our identity as parents surpasses our identity in Christ. We care more about that reputation than we care about this one. Agreed? All right, let's talk about a couple more questions and we'll wrap up. Um, how about number three? What are your specific goals as a Christian and why? What are some of your specific goals? Pardon me, Tom? Trust in God. I think all of us are either going into a trial, coming out of a trial, or in a trial, Correct? And no matter where we are in that paradigm or in that, that scale, all of us need to trust in God no matter where we are. And that's so important. Okay, so what are my specific goals? No matter where God has me, I'm trusting in him because I know his attributes. 
I know he's holy. I know he's loving. I know he's righteous. So no matter where I'm at in life, whether it's in a hurricane or across the world, I'm trusting in Christ because of who he is and what he's done. Okay? What are some of our other specific goals? Yeah, Hayward. To be in the world, but not of it. Not capitulating to culture. Can be tempting, right? Yeah, John. To pray more and to be in Scripture more. Our table also talks about praying without ceasing, to continuously have Christ on our minds, whether it's in our prayer life or in our thought life as we're reading Scripture. That's a great goal. Yeah. You take the chatter out of your head by focusing on the things of the Lord. Absolutely right. Yes, Brent. Oh, he said the word that I love. A specific goal is taking what we know about Christ to share Christ with others. Listen, if we're crazy in love with Jesus and desiring to grow in Christ's likeness, it's impossible not to tell other people about Christ. Football season started. A lot of people are going to tell me about football. Why? Because they love it. You talk about your kids. Why? Because you love it. You talk about your hobbies. Why? You love it. So if we're growing in Christ's likeness and we understand our position in Christ, that we've been adopted to his, in his family, that we're fully justified, we should love Christ and it should come out of our lips everywhere that we go. That's a great goal to share Christ. Amen? All right. Any other goals? Tell more truths and less lies. That is good. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. That's a great one. That's a great goal. Andrew, were you going to say something? Memorize scripture. That's great. Um, something very practical, not to toot my own horn, but in, in our car, I have an index card of scripture verses. Very short and sweet. And our kids, anytime we go on a car ride, longer than like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Every time we go to the beach, because it takes a long time to get there, we're thumbing through scripture cards. And know who it helps the most? Me. <laughs> it's weird, because I'm remembering these verses everywhere. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is really helping me a lot. So we can all benefit from memorizing scripture, and it's very practical in how we do it. You're in the car, we you rather listen to the radio or memorize some scripture. It's real easy, okay? So let's look at the next question. How can you grow in Christ's likeness. Let's consider the verse, though, before we give an answer. We just read uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. In light of that verse, how can we grow in Christ's likeness? Kyle. Okay. So in order to grow in Christ's likeness, you have to know who Christ is, not who you think Christ is. Yes, you can grow in Christ's likeness by going to church. That's great. Knowing Christ more. How else can we grow in Christ's likeness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
spiritual disciplines from Bible intake. He said spiritual disciplines for those who didn't hear in the back, but there's different disciplines that we can participate in. Listening to sermons, reading the word, meditating on scripture, praying, fasting, all those different things will help us grow in Christ's likeness. But specifically, if we look at this verse, if you look at Philippians, the first one, verse 12, Paul says that I have, not that I have already obtained it, Paul was an awesome guy. He casted out demons. He's telling people about Jesus while he's in prison. He's went to the third heaven. He's done a lot of amazing things. If I was Paul, I would be thinking, I've accreased, accomplished Christ-likeness, right? Have you casted out demons before? Anyone in here been to the third heaven? If you have, let's talk after church. I want to hear all about it, right? So Paul has all these great spiritual experiences but what does he say right here i have not fully achieved christ likeness there's a state of humility so how can i grow in being more like christ is remembering that i haven't quite arrived that there's still more that i can grow as a believer in christ likeness so, so having a humble posture before the lord that is one way that i can achieve christ likeness but also if we look at this verse it says to press on a lot of us in this room are tired but remember, as Paul's writing this, where is he? In prison. Telling people about Jesus in prison. Anyone do that lately? Like be actually arrested telling people about Jesus? I'm sure Paul is tired. And there's appropriate times for rest. We all need rest. But Paul is so in love with Christ that no matter where he is or what he's going, he's pressing on to be more like Christ. So number one, he has a humble posture. Number two is he's pressing on to be more like Christ. Christ. All right, we got a lot of things to say, but um, I should wrap it up. It sounds like a good sermon someday. Maybe we'll do that. But anyways, thank you so much for your attention. Did anyone have any other closing thoughts before we pray and conclude? Yes, sir. Practice the presence of Christ in all that we do. Yes. And our table, kind of very similar to what you're saying, is that everything that we do in life can be an act of worship. How you go to the store, how you greet other people can be an act of worship. How I talk to people in this room can be an act of worship. How I behave at work and at home all can be an act of worship. But hey, thank you so much for your time. Did you guys get to know each other a little bit better? Have some good conversation. Who feels motivated to press on? If you make me feel a lot better, if everyone would raise their hand when I ask that. Does anyone feel motivated to press on? Does everyone have a better understanding of Philippians chapter 3? Everybody? All right, good. All right, so let's pray. And uh, thank you so much for being here tonight. Enjoyed uh, fellowshipping and worshiping with you, okay? Lord, thank you so much for this time together, Lord. And Thank you for our position in Christ, Lord, that you've given us through faith in Christ. Help us, Lord, to be humble. Help us to press on in Christ's likeness, Lord. Help us to worship you in everything that we do, Lord. And as a church, Lord, help us to stir one another up, help one another to encourage one another, to evangelize the community that we live in. Help us, Lord, to be mindful of our missionaries. And help us, Lord, to worship you in everything, because you're worthy of it all. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.